Hey everyone, you're listening to the Braveheart Podcast. I cannot wait for you to listen to this week's episode. I got to interview my good friend, Michael Koulianos of Jesus Image. Um, Their ministry has impacted me over the years tremendously. Michael is one of the purest Jesus lovers I know. Uh, To be honest, this podcast is just filled with wisdom, with anointing, uh, and I pray a perspective and some insights Uh, They're going to light your heart on fire for the Lord. I love you guys so much. Have a great week. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we love you. And I just thank you so much for my brother, Lord. Um, And thank you for this time. And we just lay it before you. And uh, Spirit of God, we ask that you would come and you would just rest on our conversation. Just like the dew of heaven, Lord, that those who listen and tune in, Lord, would would have encounters with you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Lord, that you would you would soften their hearts to you, that you would uh, silence the noise, the accuser, mm-hmm. the uh, God, just the raging storms all around that we're living in, Lord, that, that, that the voice of Jesus would be heard mm-hmm. uh, through through this conversation, Lord. Would you speak to your children? Would you encounter yes. them, Lord? Would you baptize them? fresh and new with yes. uh, with your spirit, Lord, true encounters with you. Yes, Lord. And so, Lord, we, we look to you. Lord, we look to you. We even set our own hearts aside this morning, and we just tune them. Just yield to you in this moment, Lord. Yes, Lord. To your leadership. Yeah. Thank we you, love Father. you. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 Man, so, you know, this this podcast and, and really my heart as I've been praying for, for the people that, um, you know, God's called us to impact. A lot of people, man, that, that we talk to are are really, really desiring more encounters, uh, mm-hmm. more of the Holy Spirit, more of the Lord. They feel stuck. They feel, um, you know, there's this constant kind of analysis. Like, well, what am I doing? Am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And mm-hmm. and there's just so much noise. And, and one thing that, you know, what really stirred me about wanting to have this conversation with you, we were on the phone last week. We were just fellowshipping, man. And I just felt such life on it. And I felt like, man, people would really be, uh, they just like, I feel like people need leadership right now and, mm-hmm. and that there's so much noise happening, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much noise and, and how easy it can be to get sucked into a political narrative, a, you know, a, a race narrative mm-hmm. that these things are, are important. They're, they're, you know, we need to speak into them. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to get divine wisdom and strategies, but, I feel like we're, I, I feel like the temptation for a lot and, and myself included at times is you can get sucked into, you know, things happening in the world without, without the anointing with, mm. you know, and your soul gets crowded, Yeah. you know? And so, you know, you're one of those guys that, that I know, you know, really values Jesus and the presence and, and really fights for that above all else, the simplicity of just 
devoting yourself to the Lord. And so, mm-hmm. man, I just wanted to talk about the Lord and, and who he is and what he's like and, and just push, push play, I guess, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and really draw people's hearts unto him. But you had a weekend away. Um, what, what's the Lord, what's the Lord speaking to you in the midst of, of what people are going through? What's he saying? Oh, thanks, bro. I, I'm going to break all, uh, podcast and, or media rules. You're not supposed to do this to start off because it evidently Blake breaks the flow, but I'm going to do it and just say, I love you, man. I honor you. And it's been such a joy for uh, Jesse and I to watch all the Lord's done in you and to be a part of that in the smallest way. has just been amazing. And to all those precious memories we've all had together in the presence of Jesus, um, looking back, they're just very holy and Wonderful. You see the, the thread of the Lord through it all, you know, that some of the early mm-hmm. days at Upper Room. Uh, I think we met over burritos and fajitas in mm-hmm. Dallas. <laughs> and uh, I came to Upper That's Room when, do it. When, yeah, when you guys were meeting over at All Saints, right? Yep. Yeah, so I came there and, and you were there and you had amazing stallion-like long black hair. Did I still have long hair when, oh, yeah, when you first yeah. met me? Yeah awesome no but those are precious days and then I, I i don't know if you remember but i did a leaders meeting for upper room in you i think yeah um and then to watch yeah, what the lord's been powerful. doing that brave heart to see the the way the lord has given you a revelation of the gospel is awesome man so i love you and christy and thanks for saying that man yeah we, yeah bro we it's awesome the same. and i just want to say I, I, i'm not getting any brownie points and peter's not putting me up to this but we need people who have a, who can preach the gospel faithfully right now. So if you're listening and you've been part of Braveheart, I, I just want to invite you to become more intentionally part of Braveheart, to pray for Peter and Christy, for their children, uh, for, for Braveheart as a ministry, and pray that the Lord gives Peter a, a broader uh, platform and a more potent, specified platform. Uh, avenue into the hearts of people. And I just want to invite everyone listening to support in prayer and financially, just, just stand with this ministry. We need bulkheads and beacons and voices right now. So yeah. um, What's the Lord saying to me? Um, He's saying what he's always been saying to me. It's just becoming easier to move away from what he's always been saying. Mm. Uh, I think it's my opinion that the father has one thing on his mind and that's his son. And so I I believe the scriptures teach that, you know, I believe that Jesus Christ is on the heart of his father and that comes by the Holy spirit. And we know the spirit's work on earth is to point people to Jesus Mm. The issue hasn't changed in that regard. It's it's just become more of a beehive now to lose sight of what is on the Father's heart. And yeah. that being said, it, as you said, it doesn't mean that so much of the pain that the nations are experiencing right now, whether it's the economy, uh, whether it's COVID, you know, like I... I I know some people have been like, well, it's not even real. And 
you know, it's real. You know, I can tell you from living here in Orlando that right. plenty of people who, who have it. So it's a reality. Um, there's met much pain that, that is part of that whole scenario, the, the racial unrest in our country. Um, the church, uh, what the church is going through uh, regarding its division mm. is a reality. And, and, and I just want to say all of it matters to the Lord. Uh, we, all, we all agree with that. But that, to me, that's step one. But the next question would be, well, okay, we all agree that it's deeply painful to the heart of God and to people. But the question really is, what fixes it? Right. Who fixes it? And I think that's where um, we need to hear the Lord. And so... Right now, the flurry, I believe, is around that. Do I fix it? Um, can I fix it in myself, in my, in my own uh, strength? Um, and who, who is the desire of the nation? Mm. And then once that's determined... Um, then we can lock on. And so I've taken you yeah, two, 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 two days to be with the Lord. And it was wonderful. The beginning of it was tough because I, uh, I got smacked with a, a migraine. I, I get, I get little sinus headache, like migraines before it rains, like the day before. Oh, wow. So I've had that since I was like a, a dog. That's like a dog. Totally, bro. That's why I'm a great fisherman. Cause I can literally <laughs> tell you when the barometer moves. That's amazing. And, once I feel the pressure, I grab my bait caster and go straight for the bath. <laughs> uh, but living in Florida, that can be a bit challenging in the summer since weather comes through every day. Um, but so the first like full day was spent just dealing with a headache. I really couldn't pray. But the second day and then the next day were, were really wonderful. And I felt the Lord come very close. And, mm. you know, I remember he told me, Peter, he said, he said, people often look for direction while I'm looking for affection. Mm. And wow. And that's just so true. You know, where we go be with the Lord and the first thing people say is, Did, do you have any specific direction? Right. When in reality, what good is direction if our heart is hard? Yeah. And so what, what I find that he does with me most consistently is he, he softens my heart. That's you know, right. He, 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 he tenderizes me. He, he begins to talk to me about him and what he's like. And that's what every listener needs to hear right now is that, yeah, is that Jesus is a certain way and he's not a certain way. Like he, 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 he has a posture he has a tenderness. He has a fierceness. He has a wrath. He has a holiness. He has a mercy. He, he is all of these things. And, and the world will never be that. Right. And I, I feel like it's important that we don't adapt to the world's ways and try to get them to work in the church. Yep. It will never work. In fact, John the Apostle writes... If you love the world, the love of God is not in you. Wow. Now, we don't mean people. I just want to be really clear there, right? We're not talking about 
Yeah, um, it's the systems, right? The the yeah, ways. The ways of the world. Let me give you a few examples. Okay, in the world, if you're struggling financially, you lock down and help nobody. Hmm. So typically, think about it. If somebody asks you for help and you're struggling financially, in the yeah. world, you say, man, I'm sorry, but things are tight right now. Right. Right? I mean, we all right. grew up hearing that, right? We yep. probably all did it. Okay. Then you, you meet Jesus, and Jesus says, well, what do you have? Yeah. And then Jesus says, give what you have to me. I'll give it back to you, and I'll multiply it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one example of how different the world is than Jesus. I'll give you another example. Um, the world says if someone attacks you, attack them worse. But Jesus says, if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. Now, to the world, that will forever look weak. Yeah, that's but right. In this, in this spirit, that is strength. Mm. So strength, strength, strength to Jesus sounds like this. I could call down a legion of angels. Ready? But I won't. So it's in, it's in the but I won't. It's in the restraint that true majesty is displayed. And the, world says, the world says, call it. I'm calling it down and I'm going to run you over. But this, these are not the Jesus people. Right. And you said something. You said something about the ways of Jesus. You know, he wants our affection. I want to go back to that because yeah. you said he, he wants our affection sometimes when we're looking for direction. Right. And do you find that if you if you receive direction from the Lord, I think we've all maybe experienced this. The Lord, you, you know, you pester him long enough and he finally gives you a blueprint <laughs> totally. and 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 you do it. But you do it. You do it kind of man's way, like how you do something. Would you say how you do something is as important as what you do? And that, and that yeah. learning how to do something is, it comes in that place of affection. Cause I think where people have a hard time trusting is, okay, how is me giving the Lord my affection and receiving his affection? How is that actually going to do anything? Right. Because we're so right. focused on doing something, mm-hmm. but, but unpack that a little bit, because I think, sure. I think if we can really learn to trust him with the direction Mm-hmm. How we do something maybe is is almost more important than what we do. Oh, you're so well. No, you're 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 so right. And well, firstly, I would say that um, when the affection becomes what you do, then he will do what you always dreamed of. Wow. So when the success, when the greatest achievement in life becomes adoring and loving Jesus, then he will do all the other stuff. So when that becomes the doing, you know, when pouring oil on his feet becomes the doing and the greatest conquest, then God will do much through your life. When you are weak, he'll be made strong and glorify his name. You know, like, 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 for instance, think of this. You you're, you love preaching the gospel. You love sharing Jesus. You preach a beautiful gospel. Think about the ministry of Mary of Bethany and how it seems, and it shouldn't be, but historically it seems that 
it's much different than the vibe and the tone of the greatest evangelist. Yeah. You're right? talking about uh, what she did versus what the greatest evangelists do. Correct. Like, give me a mic in a dusty field. I don't need anyone to help me right now. I'm about to drop a bomb and rip people out of the clutches of hell. Yeah. But Jesus throws this curveball and goes, hey, by the way, because of what she just did, I want this story told everywhere, every time the gospel is preached. Mm. So he created an eternal memorial to honor Mary because of the affection. Mm. And, and what, that, what that worship, I mean, it does so much, right? It reveals mixture. That's where Judas' true heart comes out. Mm. I believe he was offended there. I, I really do. I believe like that was a turning point yeah. in his life. I, I feel like maybe possibly that's where he was like, oh, cause, because that spirit hates being uh, confronted at that level. So Mary, the, the, the room is filled with the fragrance. It also reveals mixture. The Lord honors her. So all of this happens in that area of affection. So for too long, Peter, we've made the affection a bridge to the assignment. Yes. So the assignment's the promised land. And ministering to and loving Jesus is a way to get to a better place. Mm. When in actuality, fellowshipping with Jesus is the best place. Wow. So we, we, we said things like this. If you pray enough, God will anoint you. Mm. So use prayer as the means to a better end, which is assignment, which is preaching, which is whatever, your business. Make, make prayer the means to prosperity. Make which prayer is the really means to church planning. Prostitution. I mean, it, to, to cut Absolutely. it, to, to break it all the way down, if you're using intimacy with Jesus as a means to an end, it, that for, for, for selfish gain, and only the Lord can discern those motives, but, but that's, you know, wow. So what has to die, Michael? Like, what has to die, one, for that uh -huh. to be, because it's simple, right? In one sense, it's very simple. And in another sense, it's it's hard because of our our divided affections and and i want to i want you to speak into one thing because <clears throat> like for years of my life i heard the ihop people and i love the ihop people but i mm -hmm. i it was when i first heard someone say lovesick i'm lovesick for the lord mm -hmm. and they said that and i was like man i was like that sounds awesome like i would <laughs> love to be lovesick <laughs> But my dad, my dad raised me to have integrity. And so I remember I prayed it when I was like, Lord, I'm lovesick for you. And then in my heart, he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have that kind of affection. And I was, I was struggling to find affections for the Lord. Like I would mm -hmm. hear, you know, if I were to hear you talk present day and I was in that place, I would go, man, what's he, what does that mean? Give the Lord my affections. Mm -hmm. How does someone... How does someone discover their affections for the Lord? Because I, I meet a lot of people, Michael, and they feel they want that. But mm -hmm. spending time with the Lord, they, they, it's like it doesn't feel intimate. It feels, mm -hmm. it feels dry. How mm -hmm. do those affections for the Lord get stirred or get awakened? 
Right. That's an awesome question. Well, it would start with the presence of the Holy Spirit, number one. So I believe the scriptures teach that first the Spirit moves and then God speaks. We see that in Genesis 1, mm-hmm. where the Spirit hovers over the face of the deep. So there's an atmosphere of the moving of the Spirit. Then God speaks. That's the word. And then the lights go on. So you see the entra- entire Trinity at work there mm. off the bat. So like seal the, I always say the Holy Spirit is like he's the first on the ground. Like SEAL Team 6 is the first on the ground. The Holy Spirit is the first one to come in and move and moisten and begin to move over darkness, chaos, anything that's scattered in our hearts that keeps us from receiving the affection of the Lord and then being affectionate toward him in return. So number one, we need uh, to, to value the current presence of the spirit. And that just means like I'm, I begin to direct my attention to him as simply as possible. Like a child would direct their attention to their father, to their mother. Mm. Number two, they need to hear the word. And, and what I mean by that is they need to know the gospel. And that's important because we are never expected to generate our own affection. We don't have it outside of him. Wow. So we first receive his affection. Mm. And when you hear the gospel, you realize God loves me and there's nothing I could do to get him to love me more. And there's nothing I could do to get him to love me less. Mm. When I realized Jesus said it was finished, that he purchased me with blood, that I'm no longer my own. But I still have this reality like Paul had where he could say, I mean, imagine penning Romans and Ephesians. Having this incredible, I mean, you read those words and you're like, you could not write this outside of the Holy Spirit. I mean, Ephesians 1 is like, wait, what are you? Right. There's no no way a human could talk about those things outside of the Spirit. So, but yet Paul has this amazing grip on the unconditional love of God, the finished work of the cross, the Lord's death, burial, resurrection, the gospel, the coming of the Spirit. Yet Paul goes, man, I'm the chief. I was the chiefest. I'm the chief of sinners. So he had this ability to realize, had God not touched him, he would have been the worst of the worst in society. Mm. You follow yes. me? So yeah. he had this 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 appreciation. I, this is what I believe he tapped into. He who's been forgiven much, loveth much. So mm. the gospel the gospel tells me. It tells me that Jesus died for me. And it reveals to me how far gone I was with hopes that my love would explode. And that's the principle. The gospel reveals the price Jesus paid. And, you know, Peter, like if the if the church could just figure that out, it would stop pointing fingers at each other. Right. It, if the church could figure out just this truth right here, we would stop looking for the speck and realize we have a plank. So... And- I want to stop you right there because that mm-hmm. you just summarized the very essence and sum total of Braveheart Ministries is to point people back to the gospel, mm-hmm. to stir those affections. Because for someone to be numb in their affections, myself being the chief numb, I, I tell people the reason I know what it's like to be numb is because I was there. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're saying is in order to be numb to the gospel, you have to have forgotten it. You have to have oh, sure. stop being impacted by it and yep. assumed what, what I assumed was that the gospel was a one-time message for the lost, 
not an ongoing well to drink from that would that's keep right. my affections alive to the Lord. And I think wow. that's the biggest shift, right, in the body of Christ. If we could treat the gospel as an ongoing well or an ongoing revelation for the last 13 years, Michael, I tell people I've drank from this well, this one message, this one revelation of the cross, the love of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cracked my heart open and led me into you know, the countless encounters and the Holy Spirit and the miracles and the, all the things that we long for mm-hmm. has come through this one well of the love of God. Yes. And it expressed through God's message, which is the good Jesus. news of the gospel, Jesus Christ, his son. So, you know, even the word uh, evangelist, it comes from Really, if you look at the root word in the Greek, it's very similar to the word gospel. Mm. The word gospel is evangelion, and the word it's where we get the word evangelist, ev. And that those two letters point to the goodness of the Lord. They actually mean the good nature of the Lord. So the the gospel carries the good nature of the Lord, and it 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 pounds me. It breaks my heart down. And I realize God's affection by the spirit. As I hear the gospel, as I meditate on the scriptures and something happens in me, I begin to love him back with the same love that he loves me with. And Jesus, Jesus Mm. even, even operated in this, in his healing ministry. I believe there's a beautiful picture here. I, I think this is incredible where the Lord, looks up to heaven and sighs deeply and then heals the sick. Mm. And I've often wondered why that look and why that sigh. This is what I believe. I believe the Lord was expressing to his father, his deep affection. I believe the Lord was drinking of his love for the father while he was healing the sick. And I think that's, that's where we see the merging of ministry and intimacy. It should never die. Another example is Jesus saying, I do nothing. I don't see the father do. So we see that we see this modeled in the life of Jesus, that there was an exchange between him and the father so much so that he could weep. He could talk to his father in front of people. The disciples had a front row seat. It didn't seem to bother Jesus very much, but there was this exchange. And Jesus speaks of the fact that his father loves him. And on top of that, he's called the son of his love. Mm. So you can't love the, you cannot love God without God. Wow. So the scriptures say, let me give another way of, of thinking about it. The scriptures say it's in light that we see light. That's right. Okay, so I need God to see God. I need him to want him. And when we realize that I, I, I bring nothing to the table but me and my brokenness and somehow God receives it. When that realization takes place in me, affection is natural. Yes, so I'm when not, our, uh, so so to, to to make it clear, I'm not trying to muster up affection. I'm receiving his and breathing it back out, so to say, back to him. That is what happened with Adam. Right. Adam's first breath was an exhale of the spirit he received. 
when he came alive, which was the first time, I believe, it's the most beautiful picture of worship or love or intimacy. It's yeah. God breathed in, Adam breathed out. And Adam's first vision was the face of the Lord. In a nutshell, so, we love him because he first loved us, Peter. Man, that's so good. So the challenge, though, we're facing, because I, I love that, and it is simple. It's that simple. But but the challenge we're facing today, and you mentioned it's a beehives, it's, it's you know, it's a mess out there. And there's so many things that can try to pull and suck our attention and our focus. And, and my heart really is for the body of Christ. I love the body of Christ. And I believe if the body could be unified in this revelation, that we would, we would have, we would see a scaled impact in the world, that we would see a manifestation of the kingdom in a, in a multiplied way, uh, way. It's not that I don't obviously want to see the lost reconciled. I do, you know, as we go, but I think there's so much confusion and, and, and division in the body of Christ that for me personally, my heart has been focused towards let's let's bring life to the body. I love mm-hmm. the body of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, there's a proverb I was reading. I've been plowing proverbs, man, just fresh and new. I'm like, man, we need wisdom in the sour, you know. Yeah. And there's this there's this proverb. It's like they're just coming alive. He says, um, the sluggard says, "There's a lion outside. There's a lion in the streets." You know the one I'm talking about, Proverbs 26. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that and it just stuck out to me. Like, you know, in seasons you're reading Proverbs and it's just like, wow, you have this picture. And I'm like, man, that that feels like what's happening right now is mm-hmm. that is that what what I think Solomon's saying is it's lazy to just call out problems. Mm-hmm. The the sluggard right. says, Hey, there's a lion out, man, there's danger out there. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about is okay, that that's obvious. People are, mm-hmm. people are making money off of stating the obvious, you know, the media yeah, channels yeah. are saying, Hey, there's a lion outside and everyone's watching and going, wow, there's a lion outside. Right. And the Lord's saying, Hey, that's lazy. What do the right. work hear from heaven and you'll actually have something to give and to, and to bring, to bring light and life to a hurting and dying world. And that's mm-hmm. where I want to drive people is, is in that place of affection, um, but but to get there, they're going to have to ignore, perhaps for a season, the lion in the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have to ignore, not that they're ignoring it completely or that they're not going to one day slay the lion and the bear and the giant. Mm-hmm. But but maybe give some practicals, Michael, for people as we kind of close out, like like present day, real time. You got social media. You got, mm-hmm. you got news media, you got friends, you got conversations that I think people, the temptation is to just get lazy with our conversations and we start saying mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, practically, we got to shut the noise out and we need to mm-hmm. get where, where the, the presence of the Holy Spirit can fall upon us, can move upon our hearts, illuminate Jesus. Let's bring people to that place. Let's pray over them. But, but give, give us some practicals on how to do that, like real specific. Yeah, that's really good. I told our church uh, and our students that if if there is a mechanism or pipeline that is drawing you away from Jesus and causing confusion, if it's social media, I said, blow up your page. Like just, just blow, like destroy the pipelines. Like, you know, put an end to the, the, like, if it's gossip, then just destroy the nature of gossip, like in your apartment, like just, just say, 
hey, I don't want to talk about that. And when you when you begin to, and I'm not even saying this is step one, Peter. So I'm just kind of yeah throwing it out there. But I would I I have personally come off social media with the exception of like occasionally posting, but I'm not surfing people's feeds. I'm not checking out people's highlight reels. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not, I'm not, I am, I, I don't even, I don't. And the reason I, I'm not doing it is because I have to hear from God and God doesn't kiss moving targets. Mm. He won't. So song of Solomon says, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. That being said, that's the heartbeat of the Christian is I need Jesus. I need him face to face. And part, one of the aspects of the the Lord's nature is it's not because he doesn't love us that he won't kiss the moving target. What I mean by that is a scattered soul, souls that are looking elsewhere. The reason he requires stillness, the reason he requires eyes looking upon him is because of his value. It's because of his worth. He is not cheap. Mm. So God doesn't promise to abide, I should say, to to visit our curiosity. Mm. But he does, he does reward the diligent. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So diligence looks like something and you have to calm the beehive. And if you have the power to turn the beehive off, turn it off. And uh, secondly, and I wouldn't say secondly in order of importance, but Peter, we have to determine whose we are. Mm. Who am, who, who is Peter? Is Peter a Christian? Or, or, or is Peter, does Peter belong to the Lord first or is Peter, is Peter a Texan first? Yeah. Yeah. Say that. And, and, okay. In heaven's eyes, uh, who is Peter? Peter belongs to Jesus. Now the word Lord means completely, uh, the word to, to have Jesus as Lord means this to, to be completely owned. That's what the word Kyrios means. Mm. So I'm not I'm not speaking in the world right now. If you don't know Jesus, I, I what I would say to you is that he's beautiful. He loves you. He died for you. He bled on the cross. He conquered the grave. You don't have to fear death. He's alive so that he can give you life. He'll fill you and make your body his precious house. So wherever you go, he doesn't go anywhere. He says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. And he's the king of kings. And in the midst of in the midst of this crazy turbulent world jesus wants to be a constant ruling and reigning king and i would i would i would encourage you deeply to follow him and give him your life but beyond that in speaking of the church the church needs to determine whose they are come on who are do we belong to jesus or do i belong to a political party that's it right there so now you might belong to a political party but where does that fit on your totem pole Mm-hmm. Have you been purchased? If, if if Jesus is Lord, he's Lord of all. He owns you. So you can't say he's Lord and own yourself or wow. give up yourself to another perspective. So we have to allow Peter the scriptures that are his word to frame our perspective. And I just want to say this is the best time right now to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Yep. In fact, I want to encourage everyone listening to master those three chapters over the next year. If we could get that, and, and, and then my next, my next, what I'm humbly submitting is, then I want you to study the backdrop and what the world was like when Jesus said stuff like that. 
Jesus didn't step down into the earth into some utopia where people were just loving each other. Right. You know, some historians would say on, on Jesus's way back in to Galilee after he had been a refugee in Egypt as a little boy on his way back in, some historians would say that there were 2000 people crucified in crosses in Galilee alone. Wow. So imagine coming back to your homeland with that visual with people's blood being mingled in sacrifices. You talk about oppression. The, Jew, the Jews were absolutely oppressed by Rome and the hatred of Rome, the brutality of Rome and the upheavals and the zealots. Remember the zealots were formed in those days. And, and, and yet Jesus comes and preaches the Beatitudes against that backdrop. Mm. And it will for it it will it will I just want to say this it will sound more different today than it ever has mm. because divine wisdom wins by trading heaven's diadem for a crown of thorns. Wow! And to the world that will always look disgusting. Mm. You, you, how could Israel on Palm Sunday want to coordinate him as king? Declaring him as son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. And then three, four days later, scream, crucify him. How could the same crowd that he healed on those same temple steps on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and throughout the week, he's healing them. How could their hearts turn so quickly? I'll tell you what happened is you get pharisaical mindsets that creep in and go, oh, by the way, he heals by demon power. So you open your ear to that and you go, oh, maybe he does. Oh, by the way, he wants to destroy the temple. When he never said that. Mm. He didn't say, I'm going to just, he just said, this will happen. And he actually wept when he talked about that from the Mount of Olives. So it comes in by listening to voices and beginning to digest food that is not from the Lord and his word. And all of a sudden, my view of Jesus changes. And what ultimately ends up happening is that it morphs into Jesus being part of the solution. Yes. But the, uh, an antichrist spirit doesn't want it to stop there. No, no, no. There's a true plan. There's an agenda. Hopefully, he, in his eyes, he's wanting it to morph into this, crucify him. Mm. Until those that he's touched become his damning jury. Mm. And it comes through this deception. That's why Jesus said in the last days, Many will be deceived. He says it twice in Matthew 24. Do not be deceived. How am I not deceived? I do not digest. Social media more than the word. I do yeah. not digest my favorite news network more than the word, whichever that might be. And I give my, we have to read the Bible today, Peter. We have to pray while we're reading the Bible. We need to be digesting masses of scripture and determine. Yeah. Have I been a fan or am I a believer? Wow. And, and wouldn't you say one of the ways, man, that's so powerful. And I'm, I want you to pray for, for everyone listening um, here. But I, I just want to unpack just a couple of things you said. Wouldn't you say one of the ways that someone can discern whether they're, they're on the, the on-ramp of deception or maybe they're on the full path of deception is if and when they begin to accuse other people? Right. Yes. When, when, the, when their love grows cold, when they when they start becoming more about uh, an idea or, or a system or a mindset more than loving someone 
and laying down their life just as our Lord demonstrated for us. Isn't that a, isn't that a clear litmus test for this hour? Like if people oh, say, yeah. well, how do, how do I know I've been, I, I'm on that honor ramp, Mike? Well, how do I know I'm not just kind of, you know, taking up a just cause? Isn't it, isn't it when accusation, when I can justify withholding my affection or condemning someone else, um, you know, cause, cause that's what we want. We want to help people see, Hey, if you're on that path, man, there's hope for you, blow it up, turn off the noise, get in the word of God, Matthew five, six, seven, you can't get more practical than that. I would, mm-hmm. I would add, get in the Proverbs. I think wisdom is, is lacking in these days mm-hmm. and we need wisdom. Yeah. We can ask for wisdom. God will give it to us. Um, but, but, but I think, I think that, that feeling of, man, I, I don't, the love growing cold for the mm-hmm. Lord and for people is a real telltale sign. Yeah. Well, first and foremost in the church, right? If we're not mastering it in our family, when I'm in, I'm in our church family, yeah. then we start to believe the world, the people of the world are, that, that it's us versus them. It was never meant to be us versus the unbeliever. It was, it was meant for us to love the unbeliever. Mm. Jesus is so counterculture uh, in this regard, Peter, that he didn't even attack Judas. Yeah. And do you know why he did it? Because Judas functioned under the anointing in Jesus's ministry. Jesus knew better. Mm. So Jesus just said he will go the way of the scriptures. He's the son of perdition. He said things like that, but he never trashed him to the believers. To his mm. apostles, and so if 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 the if people around you are the problem, and we're not, and we ourselves are not are not our problem, then then we're we've, we're on the on ramp. So mm. let me say it like this: in all my years of being with the Lord, I've probably spent years with Him, and all the fastings, especially in the early days of Jesus' image, which were like two to three forties a year a year. Mm. Um, the Lord never talked to me about somebody else's issues. <laughs> I mean, he may have warned me at times, hey, back off here. But I, the Lord never uncovered them. Mm. He did show me sin in certain cases. But the Lord doesn't get with me to talk about you. Yeah. He gets with me to talk about me. He wants to, to deal with my heart. Uh, so much so that how do we handle a persecutor, according to the gospel? We bless them. Mm. How do I handle someone uh, who's an enemy? I pray for them. Wow. Now, this may not be the the world's way, and it may not sound like wisdom, but I'm going to go with Jesus, who has outlived the, the the ways of the world that have proven to be ineffective. That's right. They, have, they are proven to be absolutely ineffective. That's why this whole thing is cyclical. Hmm. Sin is cyclical. But what, what's, do you remember? I don't know if you ever did this. I, I can't imagine you would, Peter. You'd be such a saint. But when I, grew, when I grew up, if people drove, like my cousins would ride their bikes by on the sidewalk, uh-huh. and we'd, we'd hide in a bush and we'd throw a stick into the spoke and the spokes oh. of the wheel. And they go flying over the handlebars or, you know, eat it. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you remember that move? Yeah, we did a little worse. We threw rocks at cars, but that's uh... <laughs> that's a little more dangerous. But the the uh, that's what the Jesus people need to do right now. They need to step in and throw a spoke in the wheel. Come on, 
and say, I'm not, I'm not jumping in on this wheel. I'm not going to be the puppet of the world. I follow a different master. What if, what if Isaac and Ishmael found a way to forgive each other? Mm. It's still, it is still manifesting today. Yeah. Instead of arrows, there are rockets. Instead of swords, there are machine guns. There are, there are, there are people suffering because Isaac and no one stepped in and go, you know what? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's the nature of Jesus. Hmm. So that, that's who the Jesus people are. But you can't know that if you give your heart to the ways of the world, to the voices of the world that are fueled by hatred and, hmm. and betrayal. And what, what if, Peter, what if every church had a do not gossip policy? Now, they would be accomplished through policy. We know that. But what, what, what if, what if so, we did pray for people who, 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 who were rude to us? Right. In other words, what if we believed the word of God? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of chasing like the 12th <laughs> right. portal over Kansas. Right. You know, like we're, we're into things that seem spiritual. And I'm going, wait, what about washing? What about feeding the poor? Yeah. What if we were known for feeding the poor more than we were for winning an online debate? Mm-hmm. That's and, it, man. You know, if I'm praying for your children, I really don't have time to gossip about you. Right. And this is this this is the higher wisdom mm-hmm. that I believe as it permeates. I believe the Jesus people are arising. I believe that as it permeates. That's right. That. Um, Think of this, and I know we have to close, but like, think of this in John 17. Jesus said, Father, let them be one as you and I are one. And then he goes on to say, by this, the world will know that they belong to me. So it's not by our mass events. That's Now they work. They're effective. But it's not necessarily how the world will one day go. Oh, they belong to Jesus. And I believe division will be so natural in the world. It'll brutalize so many hearts. It'll, it'll become so traumatizing. People won't trust. They'll be afraid to speak their mind, afraid to do this, afraid to vote the way they want, afraid to stand. All of a sudden, they're going to look at a church that's, that's one as, as they're one with the Lord and Jesus is one with the Father and the Spirit. This trinity unity will flood the church, and then the world will go. They belong to the Lord. And, and this is where we need to go. That's it, man. It's so good. Well, I'm going to have you pray for us, man. You, yeah. Michael, you and you and Jessica and Jesus image have always been a, a tuning fork for me, my family, um, to, to keep the main thing, the main thing. This has been like a cup of cold water for me. And I pray it's the same for those listening. And I, I want to ask alkaline, essential alkaline water, hundred percent all the way. <laughs> but I want you to pray. You mentioned the Holy spirit and I want yeah. you to pray that as, as people are listening, that this would thrust them into that place, that there would just be a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit that would bring that stillness. So, Yes, Lord. Yeah, Father, I thank you Jesus. that you, you changed the hearts of people. Yeah. You've taken us, you, you've taken Peter and Christy, Lord, and you. You changed broken people. You changed uh, enemies of the Lord into servants of the Lord 
and you can do that for everyone listening. And so, Father, I'm asking for literal soul of Tarsus moments that you would reach yes, out and Lord. grab the most angry, yes. the most bitter, the most broken, the most calloused, the most numb, the most hateful, the most rude, the most detached, the most selfish. You'd grab mm -hmm. them and the Holy Spirit, you would begin to touch them now that everyone on the sound of our voice lord would feel your presence that you would yes. soften our hearts that you'd make a lowly people a humble people a, a people who who whose ministry is you and whose ministry is to discover that you are all and that we in and of ourselves are are in great need of you yes. so father in jesus name we ask for a great move of grace and that the church would turn its heart back to Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. Yes. Oh Lord, at the end of the day, you will not judge us based on our great accomplishments. We will be, our works will be judged by what we allow you to do in us so that you receive all glory. Receive all glory through us and teach us to love you and each other. In fact, that's my prayer, Father. Yes. Teach everyone under the sound of our voice to love you and each other. Yeah. And keep us there. Forgive us. I do ask you to forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive leaders. Forgive your church for mm. the mixture, Lord, for carrying a burden you never gave us. For trying to build a tower that went to the heavens with our own strength simplify again and teach us to love you above all in Jesus name Amen 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 man I love you so much thanks for, I love you, for buddy. taking the time really grateful awesome. for it you are too you. miss you miss you man we'll see you soon yeah yeah Hey guys, wasn't that amazing? Thanks so much for listening, for tuning in this week. Hey, exciting announcement. We are actually launching our brand new website today, www.braveheartministries.org. Go check it out. We've got a ton of new resources for you. Um, if, if this stirred your heart in any way and you want to go deeper uh, and you want to be strengthened in your relationship with the Lord, uh, visit the website. Let us know what you think. I love you guys so much.